Welcome back to another episode of Otafu Susume, our recommendations for my otaku spouse. I'm Wesley. And I'm Jen. So let's get started. We are here for our first actual recommendation episode of the year. Woo! That's not just a Q&A. Woo! And Actually, the Q&A you, episode was fun. I really enjoyed the Q&A. But if you listen to that episode, you might know what this one's about. Or if you know, looked at the name of the podcast. That would give it away, wouldn't it? That would give it away. It's not very sneaky of us. It's not very spy-like? Exactly. Are we a spy family? No, because oh. we're really bad at it. <laughs> but we're talking about spy family. Yes, we are talking about spy family. The manga by Jump? Jump Comics Plus in Jump Japan Comics. and just released by Jump in the US. And possibly other places in the West, I don't actually know. Yes, it's re- it's released by Jump everywhere. But if you have the Jump app, you can read it on there. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! So I first heard about this manga a little bit over a year ago. And I went digging through used bookstores trying to find volume one. Hmm. Because I wasn't going to go buy old issues of Jump. And I wasn't going to spend new prices for a manga that I didn't know much about. And we found it. Eventually. Eventually. It did take a couple of tries. It was very popular. And it was the only copy in the shop when we did eventually find it in our used bookstore. But we found it. And so I got it. And then I got a couple more volumes. And then they would sit there on the shelf for a while. Mm. And Wes would be like, Jen, you should read this. Jen, you should read this. Jen, you should read this. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. But then you did read it. Mm, eventually. <laughs> eventually. So what's the basic premise of Spy Family? So Spy Family is about a spy family. Okay, so it's actually... A family of spies? Kind of. No. Actually, no. Not at all. Not no. um, spy Family is about a spy... Yes, but actually no. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Spy Family is about a spy from West Westrius. We even looked this up. Where is he from? Westerlis? Well, I mean, R's and L's are the same in this country, so it's all good. That's true. Westerlis, yes. So a spy from Westerlis who, in order to protect the truce between Westerlis and Ostania, has to... Actually... Not exactly... He's not protecting a truce at all. I thought he is. He's, somebody is a threat to the truce between the two countries. Or the peace between the two countries. I mean, that sounds like some great propaganda. And for something set in between West and East Berlin, I'm sorry, Westerlis and Ostania, that's what I'd tell my spies. Exactly. So, so in order to protect the peace between the two countries, or two splits of the country, um, he has to get to some kind of big wig politician... Or is it the Chancellor of Ostania? I don't think the Chancellor. Oh, I said that with a really British accent. Wow. <laughs> Chancellor. Chancellor. <laughs> Chancellor. <laughs> Terribly sorry. <laughs> um, but in order to do so, he needs to basically have a fake family. Yes. Platinum uh, has it. Yes. With a wife and a child, and he needs to have that child be enrolled in a fancy school in order to get close to this politician bigwig, in order to take him out, as the case may be. And so he need he take him out where on a date? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Spot choice as a BL. Aha, it is a gen manga. <laughs> no. Um so he finds uh an, he picks up an orphan. As um, you do. As you do. Who turns out to be psychic. And then he ends up with a wife who desperately needs a cover 
Um, what do you, why would she? She's just a regular everyday OL. Exactly. She's, office lady. She's a reg, everyday regular office lady who has a side job of assassin. What? Yes. So she's an assassin. And so she's like, oh, crap, people have been arrested for being single. I better get myself a boyfriend quick. And then this guy comes up and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for a wife. And she's like, well, I'll do it. What a coincidence. That's not suspicious at all. Exactly. And it all works out. Happily ever after. Arresting people for being single? I mean, I've heard of Christmas cake, but that's taking it a little too far. (laughs) And so it's about the three of them trying to not let anybody else know. Although, obviously, Anya, the daughter, who's psychic, knows that both her parents are an assassin and a spy, and she thinks it's so cool. Like the coolest. Like the coolest. It's straight out of her anime. Exactly. Bond man. It's a little bit on the nose at times. A little bit. Super on the nose. Yeah. In some ways, I do really like that, though. So what did you think of the manga? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great start to a nice glowing review. <laughs> um, were there things you liked about the manga? Yes, yes. I I really like the character designs. I like the covers and the feel of it. I like the artwork. Uh, mostly yeah the the covers do a great job at kind of just it, it's cold war spy yeah. everything about them is 60s yeah 60s 70s they're kind of sitting on their own little chairs looking cool or dapper it's the costume designs are really nice as well yeah yeah it, it's interesting because from those i get more of like a man from uncle style vibe Mm. or atomic blonde Mm, or red sparrow you know a really more serious hard-boiled hardcore spy story Mm. but if i were to describe these as being similar to something it would be a roger moore james bond movie yeah i think that's a good way to put it and that they're super campy (laughs) but without the sexism yeah yeah actually that is a fair point to make yeah I was just thinking, because I was about to bring up the fact that I really like the names of the characters, Mm -hmm. and I was going to link them to, like, old, silly name James Bond characters, like Pussy Galore. (laughs) But they do a lot better job at avoiding the rampant sexism that is ever-present in the Bond series. Exactly, because there's an underlying current of natural sexism in Japanese society anyway. As you just said, single women were being taken off by the Gestapo. Yep, because that's suspicious. Well, yeah. You can't have Christmas cakes or New Year's noodles. They need to be married. So Beyonce would not be a top seller in East Berlin. Um, I don't think she would, but not just because she's single. Oh, all the single ladies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but so I mentioned the names and they're not possibly as on the nose as an old James Bond movie, but they're pretty darn close. Uh, I mean, our main hero, codenamed Twilight... We don't actually know his real name. Tasogare. No, that is his real name. Okay, fine. His real name is Tasogare. The greatest spy ever. Exactly. But he picks up, he has to pick a name to blend into Ostalia. I, mean, I keep wanting to say East Berlin. Osta- Ostania. <laughs> Ostania. I keep wanting to say East Berlin. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm going to need a name that fits in, that doesn't stand out, that doesn't draw suspicion. Lloyd Forger. Yeah. Sounds like an average... Your average name to me. I mean, no one would suggest, would even 
like had the idea that he forged his own idea his own identity with a name like forger exactly <laughs> perfect <laughs> by cunning disguise he says twiddling the fake mustache on his fake glasses with fake nose and fake mustache he only wears that for some scenes wait does he well, like the first time we see him, he's got it. Well, he's got a fake beard, I think. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, that's full on prosthetics. The joke I was making was that. Ah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I also I. It's a joke that doesn't work as well in English, unfortunately. But I do really like the fact that the main woman's name is Your Briar. Mm hmm. Because Your in Japanese would be Yoru, which would be evening, uh, which goes really well with Twilight. So she's evening in Twilight. Yeah. But that's her actual name. That's her actual Not name. Not her secret assassin name. Well, her secret assassin name is also quite on the nose. Because her name is Ibarahime, or Thorn Princess, I think, as they translated it. So-called because she likes to go around and stab people with giant metal thorns. Well, she's good at her job. She is. She's actually very good at her job. But when, with a last name like Briar, little mm -hmm. on the nose. I can't actually think of the pun behind Anya, though. Uh, Anya, Anya. I, I can't remember what her full name is. She doesn't have one. She's, she's just Anya. She, she's just Anya until she gets the last name Forger. Oi, Anya, Anya. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. know. There's, I feel like there has to be something because yeah. everything else is... Well, it's kind of telling of, of Jump and just shonen manga in general. Things like, you know, in, in your mushy pedal, the main character is literally called Hill. And his whole specialty is that he can bike up hills i don't get it sakamichi doesn't make any sense uh-huh sure or the fact that the main character in my hero academia is called midoriya and he's got green hair mm, mm, mm. or uh a lot of like every character in haiku probably <laughs> just just Actually, i feel like, like it's a very tropey thing to kind of call a main character every character in my hero is conveniently named Oh, for yeah. their quirk, even though they have one show their quirk until they're four years old anyway. Yep. My name is Bakugo. What do you do? I explode. Yeah, no shit. My name's <laughs> Denki. What do you do? I got electricity. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're getting off the subject. We're getting off the subject. So you like the art? I like the art. You like the style? Yes. I like. The, I really like the, I think I mentioned this earlier, but the facial expressions. I think they're really cute and funny. Actually, there are quite a few funny scenes in this. But we've been describing this as a hard-boiled spy manga. Have we? From the covers, at least. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, and arresting single women and... Yeah, but no. And But no. <laughs> I get the feeling we're just getting away from what you're liking then. Yes. Uh, yeah, the individual scenes are good, but... The overall... Okay, so you recommended this to me, oh God, over a year ago, more than that. Probably, yeah. A year and a half, maybe. I don't think it was that long, but mm. probably pretty close. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. And I think I gave it a try, and then I put it down. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to read it this time. And then I picked it up. I think I got a few chapters in, and I put it down. It's just, once I put this manga down, I don't feel motivated to pick it up again. Why do you think that's so? There's nothing making me want to come back and read it. Like for one thing, I find it actually really difficult to read. The at least the prints in Japan are tiny, and the I think we've had this conversation a few times at least between ourselves where 
it's just it's just really tiny writing and really tiny pictures and they try to cram a lot into a single page mm. and normally because this is published in a magazine that's like a, a broadsheet yeah. yeah i was gonna say a four size but you don't know what that is yeah a broadsheet <laughs> i mean it's not a full broadsheet that's a newspaper but it's it's big it's magazine sized yes and this is manga sized well it's tiny manga sized most of my other manga, manga yeah most of my other manga is a little bigger than this and yeah. has bigger panels. It has less, fewer panels per page, mm. I feel. I don't know if you've ever seen Hunter Hunter, but it could be worse. I have not, no. <laughs> there are pages of Hunter Hunter that look more like they belong in a light novel. Why? I don't know. Uh, so I think one, one of my struggles was definitely I, it was hard to read anyway, especially because they keep changing fonts and bubble type. And then the other one was just that there's no overarching story. Like, I, I honestly keep forgetting why Lloyd is doing what he's doing because it doesn't matter. So it's physically and emotionally hard to get into. Yes. At least for me. It's, it's hard to be invested for me in something when it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Mm. I, I can definitely see where you're going with that. Because there doesn't seem to be a lot of threat. Yes. And. I mean, individual chapters could be threatening, but they work it out really quickly. Or, like, I think one of my favorite ones goes on for a few chapters because there's actually a threat. Mm. It, it's hard because you know that the family has to stay together. Mm. because that's the manga mm -hmm. and unless they're ending the manga which it hasn't been announced you can't break them up yeah but you could still have some kind of antagonist or conflict that's working against them there's kind of yoru's brother but he doesn't do anything like yeah he's, he's not really very threatening and we're already five volumes in it's true i i agree and that i think the threatening chapters are the better ones. Mm. Like there's the early one when he first picks up Anya and takes her home and whatever. And she gets picked up by rival spies from East Berlin. And he has to figure out how to get her back. Mm. And I think that knowing that she's, he's a spy. Yes. Because he doesn't know she's an Esper. Mm -hmm. Or psychic. Psychic. I know. Esper is I know, Japanese. <laughs> I know. No, she can turn into little crystals. And if you equip her, you'll learn magic. Wait, what? <laughs> Final Fantasy VI. Okay. <laughs> So, and the bit you're talking about from volume four, which goes on for multiple chapters, I do, I think that works really well, but there's not a sense of consistency behind it. No, yeah. It kind of jumps between, jumps, huh? But I'm, uh, between. <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. <laughs> not very good, but that's what you got. Um, so it kind of jumps between spy and assassin and school stories but it doesn't really it doesn't have many opportunities to bring all three together i think when all three come together it's good but normally it's like one or the other or maybe two uh, anytime anya's at school it's pretty much her on her own yeah it's got big tonal shifts without a lot to draw them together yeah. i think is a problem like it's not a spy comedy it's spy and comedy, mm. which is a problem. Yes. Like, we, we like, well, I liked the movie Spy by the female comedian that I forgot her name. Um, 
which is a spy comedy. Yeah. Or you have like Johnny English, which is super cringy, but is still funny. Or Austin Powers, which yeah. sold a ton of movies. Spy comedy. How many people want to go see Austin Powers? Yeah, but I don't know how appropriate it would be to have uh, Austin Power level jokes in a jump monger. But, but I mean, I was talking about Roger Moore, James Bond earlier. Mm. Roger Moore, James Bond are definitely the most campy of all the James Bonds out there. And But are they trying to be comedies? They're trying to be tongue-in-cheek, I think. Ah, okay, yeah. There's a couple of, you know, winks to the camera. Not literal winks to the camera, but in that effect. And so it it shows more that it doesn't have to be a comedy, I guess, but you can still put comedic elements in there. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of find it hard to criticize the school scenes too much because I really do like the scenes with Anya and her friends. It's just everything else around them at school that I don't like. Mm. Yeah, I think one of one of the most ridiculous things that I found really frustrating was at the end of volume one when they're getting Anya. They're doing like the test to get Anya in this fancy school. The interviews or whatever. Yeah, but even before the interviews, they have this thing where like uh, they release animals into the school uh, or they have like a 40 year old who looks like a child stuck in a drain and he's pretending like that. It's like a test to see what would happen, and it's like, and uh, I don't know. It's just really unrealistic things that annoyed me. It's weird and it's out of place. Weird and out of place. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, especially yeah. The, the stampede. Yeah, I critique a lot by saying things don't need to be there when mm. I'm reading light novels, mm. and it doesn't do really anything for the plot but establish that the school is insane. Yes. But then the school's not always treated as insane. <laughs> no. I guess the whole... It comes back to the whole, it's a spy comedy, but really it's more like... A, it's more of a comedy than a spy. Yeah, but when... Like, we were talking about the bits that we like when it's doing spy stuff, mm. even in comedic ways. Just the, just the whole general premise of a spy living with an assassin from different sides of the Berlin Wall raising a child that's a psychic who can who knows what they are yeah that sounds great it's it's comedic from the get-go and you can have all sorts of you know mr mm. and mrs smith type thing mr and mrs smith put a lot of comedy into what was a movie about two hitmen trying to kill each other mm. so it's it's rife with opportunities and i don't think you need to try so hard to add these weird things into it that's a good way to put it yeah maybe that's what i struggle with the comedy is that it tries too hard at times Mm. Like, there's a great bit where Anya's like, oh, bakery. I like bacon, which I think they translated to baconry. Nice. I like bacon. And he's like, it's a bakery. And he's thinking, is this kid actually really stupid? And she's like, oh, no, because she can read his mind. Like, that's great. Like, mm. that little interaction between them is hilarious. And then they, like, throw in a bunch of animals and you're like, why is this funny? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people are shouting at the... The radios? Computers? Radios. Radios. <laughs> We're an old-timey radio show now. <laughs> Going, you don't know anything. You have no sense of humor. But, but that's fine because we're in control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I can see also why that would make it harder for you to want to continue to pick it up. Because without, like, a coherent plot and with so many tonal shifts, it's hard to get invested. Mm, yeah. Because I 
do like the characters. I really like the characters. I like Lloyd when he's being a spy and when he's not like invincible like he is during the whole whatever it is scene um interview scene we were just talking about mm, yeah like, despite all the weird stuff going on they full-on sakamoto it and can just perfectly <laughs> respond to everything uh, and i hated sakamoto yes and i didn't like the scene here and i like i mean they do <sighs> conclude that was them not succeeding true but i which i liked yeah but it it, it is I think that's the one time they failed, actually. Uh, I, I, but I, it's like you brought up yours, brother. Yes, yes. So we have a hitman and an assassin mm-hmm. from opposite sides of the wall. A hitman and an assassin? Sorry, a spy and an assassin from opposite sides of the wall, raising a child who's a psychic, who knows what they are. Mm-hmm. How do we make this even more convoluted? The hitman's brother works for the Gestapo and doesn't know about his sister's side job. Mm. And his job is to hunt down Western spies trying to infiltrate. Mm. And assassins. And assassins. It's perfect, right? Yep. What more could you want? And then they go off and they ruin it by saying, oh, but he's actually just a major siscon. Yeah. It doesn't add anything. But and it's, it's funny. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like they take away anything threatening and replace it with a joke. Yeah. And that's a problem. That That was honestly my biggest problem that I had with episode eight of the new star wars that is specific okay oh right okay yeah my biggest issue with episode eight of the new star wars and one of the things that put me out of the movie immediately and made me never want to see it again is the movie opens with a your mama joke on the phone that the bad guy falls for 100 percent. it is impossible to take anything in the first order at all threatening Mm -hmm. after that point also, the fact that they kept trying to make Phasma a thing. No, she was always garbage. Stop trying to make Phasma a thing. She was, she's garbage. No, literally. Literally yeah. garbage. They throw her in a garbage chute. No, it was like the first movie had some issues, whatever, I don't care. But the second movie starts by just completely neutering the only source of conflict or threat in the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. And without something for your heroes to strive against, even in a comedy... What's the point? Mm. Why am I here? Because, I mean, even spy as a spy comedy had really great conflict and a really great twist with a bad guy at the end. Yeah, they all do. Get Smart does. Austin Powers does. Johnny yeah. English does. Undercover Brother does. Even I've not seen that. <laughs> even if they're ridiculous, you still need some sort of threat for them to fight against. And mm-hmm. if you immediately neuter that threat, you've got a problem. Because mm. then what's the point? Dr. Evil is completely insane, but he's actually going to blow up the earth. Mm. The only thing yours brother is going to do is sit there and get drunk as because his sister's gotten married without him knowing it. Mm. And whine and complain to himself because what he wants would never have come true anyway. I mean... No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's a shame. It is a shame. Because... I really want to like this I manga. Really wanna... <laughs> That's why I'm like, it's not bad. It's really not bad. It's just not what I want from a story. Mm. I, I want story in my story. What? Yes, I know. Who would have thought? Like, I want to, I really want to like this manga, but I have, I put it down and I don't pick it up again. And I think that's a big problem. It's just not for me. Which is fair. 
the lack of plot makes it hard to get invested. Mm. And without being invested, I mean, I mentioned in the last episode, there's a lot of anime and manga out there now. Oh, God, there's so much. And We've got so much backlog. <laughs> but no, even, even without backlog, it's just if there's something that you're reading that doesn't keep pulling you back to it almost by force. Then what's the point? What's the point when yeah. there's more out there? Well, what a what a great note to end on. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> any closing thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Why any... did you recommend this to me? <laughs> it was good when I read it. <laughs> I, I honestly think it was. And I think it was kind of one of those things where when I think back on it, I remember all the good bits. Mm. And so when I'd see another volume in the store every couple of months or whatever when it would come out, I'd be like, yeah, I can pick that up for a couple of bucks. And then I'd read through it and I'd kind of, it would be short. Like, I mentioned James Bond movies a lot because that's the big spy thing that everyone knows. In this episode, I mentioned I don't bring them up in day-to-day life that often. I mean, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And a volume of manga and I'm watching a James Bond movie is about the same investment. Mm Mm-hmm. About an hour. Yeah. Well, for you, probably like 30 minutes to finish one of these. A couple of hours, maybe. You know, you sit down, you flick through it, you have a good time. And for that, it's okay But it's not something that I'm ever going to go off and start buying Jump because I need to read the next Mm. one. I wonder if it would actually be more, if it would be easier if if we were reading it chapter by chapter rather than volume by volume. Maybe, because that is actually one of the big issues that I had with um, Brand New Animal. Yeah. Brand New Animal, because it dropped in six episode chunks as opposed to a week by week, I experienced in a different way than it was intended to be. Mm. And I didn't like it as much. But I also know that neither of us are going to pick up Jump magazine because we don't tend to read Jump comics. I mean, it's impossible to just read it. Yes. And I'm not going to read everything else in it because I just don't care enough because usually me and Jump manga don't get on. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a shame because Yakusoku no Neverland is so good. I made you read that. You did. And I think Yakusoku no Neverland, though, does it in a different way. Oh, very, very differently. It has a plot. It has a plot. Well, that, <laughs> that's the, It has conflict. That's the issue that I have with a lot of jump comics is that they set up this nebulous goal that can be forever extended mm-hmm. until the author is canceled. Whereas Yakusoku no Neverland had a, okay, this is our goal. And then you reach the goal and you're like, oh, crap. It actually is a lot worse than we thought, and we, now we have to reach this next goal. And yeah. then you reach the next one, and you're like, oh no, now we have to reach the next one. Yeah, when Yakusoku no Neverland hit that first goal at the end of the first season of the anime, for those who watch that, a new world opened, but the story that was told was complete. Mm-hmm. And that worked a lot better. Yeah. There's not many jump manga that do that. Mm, no. Which is a shame. Yeah. Which is why I'm not going to be reading a lot of jump. Fair enough. It's hard, though, because a lot of people do talk about them and love them. Oh, yeah. I guess we're just, we're, we're too hipster. <laughs> we don't like it because it's cool. No, I don't like it because it sucks. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> so your review is meh. It's, it's, it's meh. And my review is a two-hour uh, trifle every couple of months isn't bad. Yeah. Mmm, trifle. Uh, you know, that kind of trifle. <laughs> Do Americans have trifle? I assume so. Okay. I I mean, Britain uses funny words for food. 
What you call flan, no one else in the world calls flan. What do you call flan? Tart. No, tart's made with pastry. Flan's made with sponge. What? (laughs) What we call flan is what they call pudding in Japan. Yeah, what I call flan is with a with like a spongy base and then fruit and then you put like a jello on top. What is wrong with your country? <laughs> We're getting off the subject. We're getting really off the subject. <laughs> and I think I might need a dessert now. <laughs> it's not a flan. Mmm, flan. <laughs> Both senses of the word. <laughs> well, hopefully whatever I recommend next you do enjoy more than Spy Family. Me too. <laughs> Stop recommending me crap. No, it wasn't. It wasn't crap. It wasn't crap. I'm joking. I'm joking. Spy Family was entertaining, but I don't think it grabbed me for more than a couple of volumes. That is my review. Entertaining but flawed. Yes, like Just you. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of recommendations from my otaku spouse. Uh, if you can find us on Twitter at Anybrose Creative and on the internet at anybrosecreative.com. You can leave comments on Twitter. You can leave comments on our website. We always look forward to getting feedback to see what we said wrong and how you disagree with us. Or if you liked any joke in particular, or if you know anybody who would like this episode, feel free to share it with them. Or don't, whatever. I mean, I would prefer they did rather than they didn't. Yes, but, you know, each their own. I've been Wesley. And I was Jen. Bye. Bye.